0: The uh, line in that song we just sang, I bring an offering. I have a feeling for 90% of us here, one of the first things that runs through our minds when we hear that is about our financial offering and gift. But I'd like to challenge you and encourage you to recognize that even your presence this morning is part of the offering you bring to the Lord. You offer Him your praise. You offer Him your life. Is an offering of thanksgiving for who he is, what he has done, and what he continues to do in and through your life. And in our creation, that is what uh, we seek to do to respond to God's power, presence, love, mercy, and we share it as an offering. In November we had, uh, I believe it is our 11th mission trip since 2008. This church began in 2007. We had uh, six from Amazing Grace go, uh, one from Missouri join us through uh, group missions that we partnered with, and then four from uh, the two Lutheran churches down in Fort Myers where I served prior to coming here. And it's all behind uh, the original mission statement of this church was transforming lives through Christ for today and eternity. But see, it's not just what I do, it's what we do. It's how God's light and his love in our lives overflows from us and radiates into the lives of others. And this is one of the ways in which that happens. As we begin uh, at this time, I'd like to have uh, several from the team come up and just share a little bit of reflection on how uh, God was working uh, in and through their lives during this trip. So, uh, Jeff, uh, I'd like to invite you up to uh, share first for us, if you would, please.
1: Good morning, everyone. For those of you that have been, I haven't had the pleasure of meeting. I'm Jeff Robinson, and uh, Pastor asked me to put together a couple minutes, and uh, I-, I struggled with that, but I'm going to do the best I can to stay within that couple minutes time frame. And if you saw Pastor change a little bit when he came back from this trip, uh, part of it had to do because he roomed with me for a week. <clears throat> But I, I heard that the remnants of that does wear off after a while, so <laughs> anyway. Uh, first, I'd like to thank everyone here for the great support. Besides the garage sale and everything that came in and all the help and the donations, you really made this trip a real success. A special thanks goes to my brother David and Chuck Hittle, who was here this morning. They both got up in the middle of the night to take us to the airport. They came back in the middle of the night to pick us up and bring us back. So that was very nice of them to do that. We took about 20 suitcases between the six of us. Uh, You can take three extra suitcases uh, per person on a mission trip. And because of the donations and things, we filled them up with uh, art supplies for the kids, uh, T-shirts from Thrivent. Uh, We put in their home painting supplies, rollers, paintbrushes. But the bulk of it, was uh, Spanish speaking full Bibles, uh, New Testaments, uh, adult New Testaments, and kids' New Testaments, along with a lot of other uh, things that we handed out. And we took those with us wherever we went. And we saw somebody standing, we went and handed them a Bible, or a New Testament, or a cross, or something that we could share with them. Even though we didn't speak their language, they knew exactly uh, what we were doing. But <clears throat> I've been blessed over the years uh, with to be able to travel many countries and cities and around the world and, expen- and experience different cultures, but uh, this was my first mission trip, so I wasn't really sure uh, what I was getting into. My pastor said, it'll be all right, just trust me, and uh, okay, and uh, so anyway, I'd been to uh, Costa Rica on a cruise ship, so I went into a really nice gala port and all that kind of stuff, but we flew into someplace under one of those S's in the middle of Costa Rica in Liberia. And then we took a bus after we loaded these 20 huge suitcases through a back window on the bus. And we went over to the Pacific Ocean, which is only about 70 miles, but it took us three hours over some of the roughest roads I've ever ridden on in my life. So um, it was well worth it. Uh, the Mercy Homes and Maximo, who uh, organized and managed this, had it well-oiled, and we got the house built in a week. Uh, but that's, that's not what really struck me. Uh, what struck me is that we really need to be thankful and joyful for what God has blessed us with here, uh, our homes, our family, our friends. All the privileges we sometimes take for granted, uh, for instance, like bathroom facilities, uh, electricity, fresh water at the turn of a tap, hot water at the turn of a tap, warm food, dry floors, clean clothing on a regular basis, smooth roads, and easy transportation. You can go wherever you want, anytime you want, and go buy whatever you want. Plenty of money, right? Well, I saw and met many people that had an immense amount of joy, love, and happiness, and they had virtually none of that. I mean, they were just amazing people, just opened their arms and said, come on, whatever you want. The other discovery was that language doesn't have to be a barrier for friendship, compassion, and love to transmit very quickly through people they can see it they can feel it through your touch through your eyes through your smile and because uh, no, pastor spoke a little Spanish but uh, but the only thing I can say is cerveza and I don't drink anymore so that <clears throat> they taught me how to ask for a bathroom but <clears throat> but we worked through the barrier and many smiles laughs a little bit of confusion you know I, I called a hammer a hammer-o and they, I didn't know what to call it. But they knew what I meant, believe it or not. You know, he, he, it took a little while for you to get that, but that's okay. <laughs> I'm going to leave you with a scene that really stuck with me, and it's going to be with me for a long time. Is, um, We gave this little boy, he's about this tall, and uh, we gave him, maybe he was five and six, and we gave him his new kid's Bible. They're very colorful. And he took it with both hands, and did this and he just hugged it you know he just wouldn't get go let go of it huge smile on his face so something so simple to us was so great to him and that'll just sort of be embedded with me forever so I I don't know if I'll do another mission trip I don't know Uh, maybe depends on what God has plans and Pastor Rocky if you'll let me go if I I don't know if you'll use me as a bunk mate again but yeah you know but if you haven't been on a mission trip I would certainly encourage anyone that has not done one to really embrace the opportunity and experience that'll just stay with you and cling to you forever so thank you very much
0: Thank you, Jeff. Dana, uh, if you would share with us a little bit of your experience as well, please.
2: Hello, 1030. (laughs) I met people in 8 o'clock I've never seen before. (laughs) So, um, I really enjoyed getting to know my Amazing Grace family on this trip. The uh, people that went along, it it was great. Uh, I've been on quite a few mission trips and I started at the age of about 40, going on my first mission trip. So I think about how exciting for young people that start off when they're in their 20s or teens, just even going to um, help in a, a local community or next door, how they build that sense of joy and reaching out to community at such a young age. And I wanna encourage anybody that has thoughts about going on a mission trip, um, it is a time where you step out of your comfort zone. Uh, For example, you think you need something, you can just run to Walmart, you can run to Target, you can go to Walgreens, you can get whatever you want. But when you're going on a trip like this, you're, you're really stepping in, into an environment where you're going to go and serve people. You're away from your normal uh, life and you're putting yourself in a position where you can serve. And you are 100% available. Um, there's something very special about that. And I would say it's these kind of trips fill up my spiritual tank and keep me charged up in a different way than our Bible studies and church services of that nature can. So I would just encourage you to consider it if you've ever given it any thought. Uh, Also, one of my gifts and talents that I've had through schooling and my work history is uh, working in the field of dental hygiene. So I have been able to use that talent on my mission trips in different ways. Uh, and I never know when I'm going to be able to use it, but on this trip I was very excited because I was able to share with a group of about 30 children and some adults in the church area that we partnered with. Um, Jesus liked to use parables when he was teaching. He used a lot of um, farming examples in his parables. And so as I was coming up with my program to teach the children, I thought I'm going to pattern after Jesus and incorporate spiritual principles along with my dental principles. So for example, sin is something that we have to deal with on a daily basis, much like plaque that sticks to your teeth. So plaque is stuck on your teeth and as I'm talking to the children about how we don't want plaque on our teeth how do you get rid of plaque? And then we go into the detail of how you get rid of plaque. And how do we get rid of sin? We ask for daily forgiveness. And so we can incorporate things like that. So I would encourage anybody that has a you know, work life experience or just experience in some field, if you can work on some analogies uh, and incorporate that. Because you never know when you could be called upon to share something and um, bring in a spirit story along with your skill. Um, And let me see. We did house number 163, which was for Tanya, and she chose a Bible verse that was done in an artwork formed by Karen that was nailed above her door frame. And this is the verse that she picked. God is our refuge and strength and ever-present help in trouble. And I, I think all of us were blessed by the choice that she made. Um, I also loved the fact that Pastor Rocky encouraged us to write our Bible verses on the inside of the walls of the home that was going up. And one of the young men went through and put all the verses in Spanish as well. And it reminds us a lot of how our church was built on the foundation of scripture. And it was just very moving for our team. And we wanted to share that. Pastor Rocky had a time of devotion and he prepared a beautiful uh, weekly devotion for us. And we had this time every evening where we would go through um, Bible verses and uh, talking ideas on, on um, our mission experiences, how we were doing, um, songs that were sung at the end that Jeff arranged on his iPhone uh, to get the music for us, and it was really a wonderful time to bond together and bring a lot of joy to us so i have a special thank you that i wanted to give to wanda because she saw a need for finding the little butterfly coloring sheets and i'm going to tell you the kids went crazy for them because they were learning about the story of the resurrection of jesus as he came out of the tomb and was full of life similar to how the butterfly comes out of the cocoon and we had that as our story theme for the, for the youth. Um, and Lyle Miller had made these beautiful crosses with um, butterfly on the outline. And the kids cherished that so much. So all the um, people at church with the rummage sale, all the people praying for us, it was really a team effort. We were just there physically, but you were all there with us in our uh, spiritual walk. So... I think I'm done. (laughs) Thank you.
0: The night uh, Dana did the the dental clinic for the children and the adults uh, in this area, Um, we gave uh, uh, each of those present a toothbrush and toothpaste that was provided by Bellevue Dental Center. Um, You know, sometimes it's just those simple acts of kindness that can leave a mark and And uh, I love the way that Dana was able to tie that in with washing away our sin. And every time we turn to the Lord, he gives it to us. Uh, Next, uh, we have Mark Winka share some reflection from his experience on his first mission trip.
3: Yeah, first one, yeah. I I try to get through as best I can with the cold or whatever I have. But uh, a buenos dias, which is good morning in Spanish. And I think, as Jeff mentioned before, thank goodness we didn't need to know a lot of Spanish. It was very good. Uh, what did I and or we, Karen and I, together learn about the mission ourselves? This trip started out with no real planning at all. Karen and I were sitting here in church Sunday morning. pastor announced that there was a need for two more or a few more people to go on the mission trip to Costa Rica to build a home for a family there. Uh, uh, I turned to Karen and said, well, you want to do that? And she said, yes. And I said, okay. So we signed up. I was surprised that we did, that we had never talked about a mission trip, never talked about going on a mission trip, or being involved in one. So we, something moved us here to do that, whether it was Pastor Rocky or God or what, I don't know, but something did. So, uh, What did I learn about Christians serving in all settings? During the pre- preparation for the trip, we found out just how great our neighborhood was. They gathered a small U-Haul truck, I had to rent a U-Haul truck, Chuck Hittle came over with his pickup truck, and we filled our car, our truck, and another car up with articles for this yard sale we had. Besides that, they also donated cash to help us with even uh, the expenses we had for the trip, and also offered to watch our dog for us, so we saved dog setting costs. We learned quickly how great our community we live in really is. What did we learn about being a servant? We met our partners from Fort Myers and also from Jefferson City, Missouri, and we all seemed to fit together real well, just like we were made to work together. Even though our ages ranged from the 20s to almost 70 years old, everybody fit together well and worked really good together. Seemed like we were meant to work together. Once in Costa Rica, the team we met there, the Mercy Homes team was fantastic. They made certain that we were well fed They made certain we were very safe. They kept us safe all the time. They were always with us. Uh, A great feeling and a good, safe feeling. We started out Sunday morning uh, with a great breakfast. Also, the people from the church there came over and supplied the breakfast and cooked for us. They took us to the church, and we had a service on the beach with their church people, which was great. Once it was over, it was time to go to work. We were put to work in the parking lot where we were staying at to build the walls for the 163rd home that was supplied by Jesus and the community, or to the community. As Maximo, who was the leader of the uh, group of the Mission or Mercy Homes team, stated, Jesus provides these homes. He does not, and we do not. <clears throat> Once we we're building the house on site, and neighbors and friends of the families there in the community arrived to help us. They helped us every phase that, that we could all the way to the completion, even to the extent that one of them took us to their favorite waterfall to spend a good afternoon there. Uh, it was truly a, a great experience, and I think these people are the true servants. Thank you.
0: So earlier you uh, heard from Karen Winka. She uh, read for us the scriptures today uh, and uh, you know, talk about getting people out of their comfort zones. Uh, Neil Hicks uh, did the call to worship, uh, and then myself, that made up the six here from Amazing Grace, and then those others from Fort Myers and Missouri. I, I don't know whether you recognize this, but you do, uh, maybe you will, but how people can... Discovered that it's easier than maybe you think for them to recognize where you've been, who you've been with, and what you've been up to. You know, whether it's a, you know, a child coming up to you and you say, you know, do you know where that last candy bar is while well, the chocolate is smeared all over their face? Maybe it's that ticket stub that falls out of your pocket. Maybe it's, you know, your extensive knowledge and statistics over, you know, a certain sports team and the players and the rosters over the years. But the fact is, is people can learn an awfully lot about us by what we radiate. They can discover, you know, again, where we've been, who we've been hanging out with, just by observing us. The reality is, is wherever we are spending our time, or with whomever we are spending our time with, my friends, it changes us. And I say that to you today, then, to ask you this question. So when people encounter you, who do they think you have been hanging out with? Where do they think you have been spending your time when they encounter you? And let me take this question and be a little more pointed with it. But when they encounter you, do they sense that you have been spending time with your Lord Jesus? I ask that question because, indeed, we are called to be those people living a radiant life. We are called to be reflecting the reality of the one who is the light of the world. We are called to be a people who shine that light into the darkness that is around us just as it is shined into our lives. This week I I was reflecting on that question because my approach to preaching is I'm not just you know, preaching to you, I'm preaching to us. God's Word is for me just as it is for you. And as I wrestle with that question of when people encounter me, who do they think I've been spending my time with? At times, as I asked myself that question, I felt pretty good. You know, thinking that hopefully people sense some sense of, you know, the fruits of the Spirit of love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, that they sense that I'm a person of faith, and at times I can feel quite good about that. There are other times this week as I pondered that question, I felt a twinge of guilt, disappointment of my failure, that I don't always reflect that joy. I don't always reflect that peace. I don't always reflect that life that I have been given through the Lord Jesus Christ. And yet, my dear friends, how wonderful it is, how thankful we can be that despite our sin, despite our failures, we are always invited to come and to spend time with the Lord. To have His light shined into us. A little less than a year ago, we ended up adopting a a new vision statement. Experience Christ's love, live it, share it. So often we go rushing to the third part of that about share Christ's love, but I would like you to understand this morning that you cannot share Christ's love unless you have first experienced Christ's love. Unless you've been spending time in the light of Christ in His Word. Unless you have been spending time with Him in the fellowship of believers who are shining into you. Unless you are spending time with Him here celebrating His grace in your baptism and at the table of the Lord. So it all begins here. So as we are filled with that light, we go out to shine that light. I I was drawn to Um, Exodus chapter 34, when God gave Moses the Ten Commandments, and and consider these words from uh, verse 29. When Moses came down from Mount Sinai with the two tablets of the covenant in his hands, he was not aware that his face was radiant because he had spoken with the Lord. I want you to know that this is not just figurative Language. The Hebrew here says that his very skin of his face was radiant with the light of the Lord. Now you might be sitting there thinking, well, Pastor, you know, that's Moses. I can't go up on Mount Sinai. You know, I I can't, you know, uh, experience him in this way. Do you know that you actually have an advantage over Moses? You have the completed prophecy of the Lord not only being prophesied to come, but having come, having fulfilled all that was promised for you, and that he has shined into the darkness of your life and every life of every person. And so Paul ends up writing in 2 Corinthians these words, Now if the ministry carved in letters on stone... Came with such glory that the Israelites could not gaze at Moses' face because of its glory? Will not the ministry of the Spirit have even more glory? Your ministry, your light. Today we celebrate that Christ came. For the glory of his people, Israel, today on this Epiphany Sunday, we celebrate that he came to be the light unto the Gentiles. Unto you. Unto me. For all people. And yet, as his people, we who have been in his presence, we now reflect that light. For my friends, we are called be his witnesses. Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. That's why we have been doing these mission trips. It's not just for the adventure. It's because the Lord has commanded it. Yes, we serve here locally. Yes, we serve and reach and give witness to one another, but we are called to go beyond that, sometimes tangibly by us ourselves going. Sometimes it's in people who support others to do that. Sometimes it's in what we do as we support, you know, the Florida-Georgia district and its mission and ministry of reaching more people and shining the light into their lives. I'm kind of a night owl, so I don't normally go to bed till 11.30 or midnight. And often the last thing I do is take the dog out one last time. Often when I'm out there, the moon captures my attention. But I don't always see the moon. So I don't follow, you know, the lunar cycle, so I don't know right now even. I guess it's been so cloudy lately. You know, whether we're in, you know, half moon, full moon, you know, no moon. But you do realize that the moon does not have its own light. The moon only radiates. The moon only reflects the light of the sun, but it has to be in contact with that light of the sun to then reflect it itself. And so it is with you and me. You and I, we have to be in contact with the light of Christ so that then we can be those radiant people that we can then reflect and shine that light into the world, into the lives of those who are around us. These mission trips, they are far more than going and doing whatever project we take on. This time, it was the building of a home, and we were done with it on Wednesday. Other times, has been outreach and evangelism, has been vacation Bible school, but it's far more. Truly, uh, Dana, making note of that nightly time in Bible study and worship. It's very intentional on my part. Because I know for me, it'd be very easy to go to bed and get up and go through the motions and do the task and the work. But as our group, each time on these trips, spends time in the Word, in prayer, in song, in praise. We arise, we arise like the sun, radiating the light of Christ into the world that is around us. Each time uh, I tell the mission teams that I go with that, Our witness is indeed more than what we do, that everything you do is your witness. It's how we walk down the street. It's how we interact with the hotel owner or the maid who cleans our room. It's how we interact with the people who might be preparing our meals. It's how we interact with, you know, the strangers walking on the street or looking at us working. Everything we do He's our witness. And I share that with you today like I shared it with them when we came back. None of that has changed. That is still true today, right here, right now, in each and every one of our lives. Whatever you do, whatever I do, whether today you leave here and you go to lunch or brunch, to that waiter, you're the light of Christ. You go to Publix and you shop to that, you know, cashier checking you out, you can be the light of Christ. To that stranger sitting in the doctor's office as you're there this week, you can be the light of Christ. To that stranger as you walk your dog, you go to the postal station, the reality is you can be the light of Christ. Because every day, every opportunity, every encounter with another individual, is a divine appointment God had scheduled for you and God has scheduled for me. In this epiphany season, we celebrate that Christ Jesus came to be the light of the world, and yet we are also reminded that he came to be the light of our lives and to fill us with that light that we might then live in such a way that we radiate, we shine that light, into the darkness of the lives of those around us, that they too may worship and praise him, and like the Magi, be filled with joy. Amen. Now may the peace that passes all understanding keep our hearts and minds rooted, growing, and shining your light into this world, that your kingdom may grow. In Jesus' name, amen.